1: Mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL.
0: The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Hey. All right, here we go. From the ten, throwing in zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible!
1: (laughs) Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right.
0: That is the ultimate kibosh. You want (laughs) to (laughs) bet? And we are underway.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. Today, we've got our NFL player projections for week number three. I am your host, Chris Raybon. And on this show, we're going to run through our top five at every position, discuss players we're high and low on, and we'll throw out the player props for each position here to break it down with me. One of the top fantasy rankers and projectors in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean,
0: what is good? What's up? Uh, had a really good week, two. One like... About eight units overall, nice. but uh, had a really good week. Uh, definitely unfortunate to see the Nick Chubb injury. That was such a bummer oh. last night. Uh, but yeah, how, how are you doing?
1: Doing good. Had a good week too. Uh, shout out to my boy Tank Dell that got a oh yeah tripled up the prop I bet on him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was interesting. Interestingly too, so a lot to lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Some interesting usage trends and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Chubb is is, is good. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of. A lot yeah, of injuries.
0: Rough, rough week.
1: Yeah. That department. Um, but uh, let's start with quarterback. Who are your top five quarterbacks for week number three?
0: Uh, so right now I have Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Yep, same top five for me. Oh, so okay. <laughs> let's go right into who are you hiring There week. we go. Uh, Geno Smith. Um, you know, he's at home against the Panthers, and he's my QB8. Uh, for some reason, ECR is all the way down at qb KB... 14 right now, which is kind of weird. Uh, You know, Geno did have a nice bounce back game last week against the Lions, you know, threw for 328 yards, two touchdowns. Um, You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba is only going to get better as the season goes on. So I think Geno's value will only continue to sneak up, um, you know, as long as all three receivers are healthy. So I'm continuing to vest in Geno Smith. Um, And the Panthers defense are going to be without top cornerback J.C. Horn uh for a few games uh Shaq Thompson's also out I believe so um it's it's an easier matchup on paper and yeah I'm going back to the world Geno Smith this week
1: that's interesting I actually do have him at 14 um Hmm. looking at why I think it's because the Panthers play pretty good pasty on uh well for two weeks in a row now but uh, Mm -hmm. they, they have Carter down so that it might be pulling in that but yeah I have him at 14 for now but um yeah, I, I you know I think that people kind of overreacted to the tackles being out. Like these weren't like all pro tackles; they were great second year tackles for Seattle. But um, you know they they were replaceable. And I thought they had a really good game plan against Detroit, so I may move him up. But uh, yeah, he's my fourteen for now. Uh, I am high on a couple of guys. Kirk Cousins is my QB six. Uh, he's QB nine huh. in ECR. And listen, man, this Charger D I. I don't know what's going on with it yeah. on paper. They have talent, but this defense just gets just blasted every single week, somehow, some way. So, you know, I know Brandon Staley's seat is getting hot, but mm. Kirk Cousins has been balling. And now that he has Jordan Addison to kind of win against man coverage, I, I think that this Vikings team is going to continue to rely on the pass. You know, Al- Madison looked horrible in that, in that Thursday <laughs> night game, so yeah. I mean... And you know, obviously, went through some things after too, which was uncalled for. Mm, but yeah. uh, I think this this Viking offense is kind of built to 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 throw the ball still, Um, you know, and they haven't really been able to run it even with you know some of those bigger formations. But it's been working. Cousins has six touchdowns this year already. Leads the league. Uh, he's completing seventy three percent of his passes, averaging over three hundred fifty yards a game. So now you're facing the Chargers. Yes, sign me up all day. <laughs> And uh, Russell Wilson. I actually have him as a low-end streamer, like a, a, a QB 11 mm. right now. He's QB 19 uh, in ECR. And my thing is, you know, going against Miami, I think Miami's going to be able to uh, score some points and, and put some pressure on this this uh, this Denver offense. But also, you know, you saw Marvin Mims start to get yep. involved. Now you got Judy. You know, he, was, he played every snap, but he really didn't seem fully healthy. So now he'll have a week back. Uh, and, and I think with all these receivers, you know, Johnson made some plays. Uh, who else was there? Humphrey, you know, made a play or two. So I think the receiving game is decent. And, you know, he was thrown downfield a little more. So I think he should be in that streamer consideration and what could be a shootout uh, this week. Yeah. Where'd you have him ranked again? I have 11 right now.
0: Oh, 11. Oh, shit. Yes, yeah, so I have him above. <laughs> That's, That's one
1: of the guys I have above. G. Yeah. <laughs> I have
0: him QB 17. Um, You know, mm-hmm. if Anthony Richardson's out, he'll move up to QB 16, but yeah. haven't yeah. had as much time to, you know, um, sharpen my projections. But, yeah, I was, I was encouraged to see Marvin Mims finally get involved. And, like you said, Judy's back. I am a bit concerned with Greg Dulcich out. I mean, they got zero production from the tight end position. Uh, Yeah, Troutman didn't have a single catch. Uh, but either way, if if they're, you know, throwing it to Mem's deep and Judy's closer to 100% next week, I could definitely make the case for Wilson being more of a high-end QB2 this week for sure. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Justin Fields um, at Kansas City. He's all the way down to my quarterback 10. So, you know, I'm sure anybody that drafted him, you know, I have him in some leagues, was not expecting him to be like a fringe QB1-2 uh, on any week really. But he, he's had a rough start and is the QB16 on the season um through two weeks you know he only rushed four times for three yards last week that's really the red flag for me um you know i'm sure he's gonna bounce back and you know probably uh, you know more of a low-end qb1 going forward but he's just gonna have to get better uh you know the chiefs defense got a huge boost you know re-signing chris jones bringing him back so um this is gonna be a tough spot where he's gonna have to drop back and pass a little bit more um i I don't know if if he's a top five option right now so he's he's moving down my ranks quite a bit
1: yeah, he's still holding the ball and it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. still holding the ball in a pocket looking at three <laughs> open receivers. Oh, I don't God. even know like what is it is it is it Getsy and Eberflus who are just like trying to cuz like the one thing is they're not designing runs for him and he seems not yeah. to want to scramble. Like so is it are they trying to fit a square peg in a round hole or do they kind of know this guy can't really like like you, like they're just trying to make him play like a real quarterback because he's so yeah. bad. Like, I don't know what is going on. I know, I know it's... he's been missing open receivers, but I also know he looks completely different. Like he looks like he's scared to run because he mm-hmm. was told not to or something. So I, I
0: don't know, which is the doing. biggest concern for fantasy, but yep. yeah, it's probably, it goes both ways. He just looks like he, he takes way too much time in his drop back. Um, so he kind of invites pressure when he does yep. that. And then he makes it, he just makes it tougher on himself. Um, when, yeah, like he, he should be tapping into his rushing upside. He, he's not really a pocket passer. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. But right now uh, it might take a few games to get there. Uh, but definitely a very concerning start for Justin yeah. Fields. And
1: the Chiefs defense looks good. I mean, yeah, yeah. they held that Lions <laughs> offense to, you know, 20 points. And then they held that Jacksonville offense to, yep. to nine. So at this rate, they're going to shut out the Bears.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
1: Uh, so yeah, Fields is my QB thirteen, so I'm right with you. Um, it's Ouch. yeah without the without the rushing. I mean, you know, rushing is pretty sticky, so like you have to kind of pay attention to the fact that his his running numbers are way down. That's yep. you now are two games in. At some point, you're right; they have to just say to hell with it. But until they do, <laughs> fringe fringe QB one. Uh, for me, it's Derek Carr. Uh, he's the QB twenty in ECR. He's My QB twenty seven uh you know again he's losing he'll always lose like a snap or two to Taysom Hill and I just you know looking at him yesterday he struggled again uh, on Monday night just I felt like he should have had more better numbers than he did so you know it's it's kind of hit or miss with him I just he's kind of he's just kind of like another Andy Dalton to me like you know what I mean He's, (laughs) he's gonna be fine for the Saints they have a good defense but fantasy wise uh not really seeing it for him so I wouldn't even. I wouldn't try to start him in a, in a QB two league, even if, um, you know, even if I could, I would try to find a, a streamer this week. I think it's going to be a pretty well scoring game between them and the yeah. Packers. So and he's on a road. Uh, so yeah. Okay. What uh, what you got for the prop?
0: Did we split last week? Yep, I think got, we both went, 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 went two one and one. two. Okay. Yep. All right. We had some good lines. you're like. Uh, yeah, Schultz was right. Oh away. yeah, the Schultz is over think. by a half yard or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 Oh damn. Okay. Um, I have a very ugly one. Uh, but I think it's critical setting these Bengals projections right now. So assuming Joe Burrow's out, uh, what are you projecting for Jake Browning's passing yards? Um and I'm gonna give you uh, two fourteen and a half. That's my line. I have him at two thirteen, so I'll go I'll go under. Um, <laughs> oh.
1: it's been it's been tough for them to throw the ball even with Burrow, so I'm not gonna you know, I mean unless there's like they just get way behind. Uh you know, I'm not going to project him for a huge number because yeah. I don't know what's going on down the field with them. It just seems like it just it almost it's Burrow almost looked a little reminded me a little of like Russell Wilson at times, where it's just Oof. like he just wouldn't throw to certain parts of the field anymore. I don't know, um, but so I like, I don't think it's anything to do with the receivers, but this Ram right. team, uh, you know, they're going to play a lot of zone, but I think the Bengals will probably try to run a little more and, and keep yeah. the game keep the game close. So yeah, I have to I have to go under. Uh, but it really, yeah. it's going to come down to game script.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and that that really lowers like T. Higgins' projection for me. We'll get to that later. Uh, and Browning, he, he's more of a running quarterback, so it wouldn't shock me if he scrambles quite a bit. Again, you know, even lowering the the, the passing output even more. So yeah, this, this is rough blow for the the Bengals receivers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Jamar Chase is out of my top five. If I'm. Gonna,
0: if oh I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like maybe outside of the top ten. I'd, uh yeah he's
1: borderline um, it's but close yeah, it's, it's gonna depend yeah how much <laughs> how many passing yards we ultimately yeah. land on for browning but uh, more memories are made when you're there for live nfl action and when you need tickets our friends at ticketmaster have got you covered as the official marketplace of the nfl ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat the interactive seat map gives you 360 degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays and if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your favorite team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. Uh, all right, running back, who you got in your top five?
0: Uh, so I have Chris McCaffrey, uh, Tony Pollard, B. John Robinson, Derek Henry, and Austin Eckler in there for now. But, yeah, it was a rough week, two for the top five because, obviously, Eckler missed. And then we had the injuries to both Barkley and Chubb. Um, it, it seems like Barkley might try to play Thursday, but I'm assuming with the short week, uh, they're going to hold him out. So he, he's – I'm not projecting him yet.
1: Yeah, he's – I think that's his too.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Uh, I mean – why would you play him on a short week? You know, against I mean, it, the Niners at, at yeah.
0: San Francisco it doesn't yeah, it doesn't add up.
1: Uh, yeah, I got McCaffrey, Pollard, B. John Robinson, uh, Kyron Williams, number four, Woo! And, uh, and and Josh Jacobs,
0: <laughs> number five. <laughs> nice. Uh, who are you hire? Uh, well let's let's go with my boy Kyron Williams. Um, he's my running back nine. So you're much much higher on him than me um and you know again nine months ago I was high on him when I thought the Rams were supposed to be trading Cam Akers so here we go again but I I think Kyron Williams is here to stay um and McVay's actually leaning on him now finally uh Kyron played 95 percent of their snaps last week he also saw a 19 percent target rate which is something I've been keeping an eye on because Stafford typically has not been targeting his running backs past couple years I just think it's because he hasn't had a good pass catching back and I I considered Kyron maybe the second best pass catching back from last year's class. So that was really good to see. He had the six receptions uh, along with just having every snap on early downs, every snap on the goal line. So he's like a true workhorse back and the Rams offense is just clicking right now without Cooper cup. So it's probably going to be even better once he returns. So as of now, yeah, I think Kyron Williams is an RB one. And we'll see what happens with cam Akers. Like if they trade him away, are they going to bring anybody in? But if this keeps up, Kyron Williams is absolutely an RB1.
1: Yeah, I think Sean McVay, he he just plays his guys, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, Puka's balling. He's going to play. Tutu's playing. Williams is playing. Like, I just think he – I saw a quote from him saying, like, we needed to get back to, like, stop being reactionary on offense and just get back to like, what mm. we wanted to do. And it just seems like he's doing that, you know? It's like he's got the young guys out there. Because even a guy like, um you know, Van Jefferson, who you would think would be ahead of – Tutu right. and Puka, you know he's losing snaps too. It's just like whoever's playing well, uh, it, McVay, I don't think he has any problem playing them, even though they're young. So yeah, I think Kyron, he's he's the next Todd yeah. Gurley. Like yeah, oh right. Shit. Like, I mean, That'll not like, too excited over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, shit. I mean, that's what it, that's what and it feels like. And Puka's a
0: new Cooper Cup,
1: right? Hell, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, and yeah, like I, I think I remember McVay, This this might have been a couple years ago. Um, he was saying like. He just likes having overcourse back. It makes it easier for him to game plan. I think at the time it was a dig against Daryl Henderson, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. But he has said in the past, like, he likes just having overcourse back. He doesn't want all these, like, different role players. So, um, yeah, I think McVay does want, you know, a guy like Kyron just to dominate uh, the snaps.
1: Yeah, because I think part of it is... You know, that offensive line was shaky last year. I think this year, you know, you want to be able to go with some tempo and keep the like have a back on the field that can play run and pass. And I think Acres just couldn't do that. Like he they just really didn't like to play him in a pass game. So now if you're trying to hurry up and you want to throw the ball, like Acres is kind of like a non entity. So I think that's why yeah. Kyron gets to play every down. But yeah, I love Kyron this week too. Um who else you got?
0: Oh, I also love, you know, Zach Moss right now. Yep. <laughs> um at Baltimore, he's my RB twenty-four. He played all but one snap, and the snap he didn't play, there was no running backs on the field. So neither backup Deion Jackson or Jake Funk played a single snap. So as of now, Moss is, you know, low-end RB2. He's getting the volume, and in fantasy, volume is king. Uh, And he he had a decent game. You know, he rushed for 88 yards and a touchdown, also caught four balls. So um, it's still unclear what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor once he's eligible to return in Week 5, so I'm not sure – if Moss has like long-term value, but as of now, at least for like week three and week four, Zach Moss is getting like every touch and should be like a low end RB2. Yeah.
1: He's my RB10. Do you have him RB24? What the RB10. hell? I mean, um, like, what am I supposed to do? He's not, he's not going off. He's not coming off the field. You know, last week I actually true. had him. Yeah. I was like a lot higher on him. Cause I figured I was like, Deion Jackson played so bad that he's probably going to come and beat the yeah. future back. But like now, yeah, I have like, like, Two carries for the for Jackson, and like one for uh for Funk, Yeah, so. yeah, I
0: think yeah, just maybe the matchup. And again, remember the famous quote by Abe Lincoln: "Don't judge anybody by their fancy projections on Tuesday morning." So <laughs> uh, I'll probably be closer to your RB ten if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. But I noticed ECR was really low on him again. I'm not judging because everybody's yeah, probably just yeah. rolling over last week's projections. But yeah, I just think it's weird to say it, but Zach Moss is a legit RB two, maybe a high end one, uh, and we've never really been able to say that before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when you come off an injury and you were out like for a month and then you you immediately play every snap, like this is Kyron Williams all over again. It's like, not the same coming off an injury, but it's like, the, the sign is there, like that that they're not feeling these other backs. And yeah, and other guys, was but,
0: horrible in week one. Yeah, so. and
1: Hull got hurt. Hull looked good, but he got hurt. So I think that's yeah. another reason. Like they would have probably gone like Moss and, and mixed in some Hull, but he's yeah. on IR. So yeah, I think you know snaps are are key for uh, for running backs. But yeah, I, I totally agree on Moss. Uh, I'm I'm going Jerome Ford, another one that probably. ECR just hasn't caught up to it. He's RB25, yeah. uh, but I have him RB13. And uh, another guy who I expect to be a feature back with Nick Chubb out. And, you know, he looked really good. I mean, that, that reverse field run where mm. he went, what is it, like 69-yard run, I think it was. Nice. Um, yep. Last night, loved it. Now, Tennessee is a tougher matchup for running backs. It's the only reason I don't have him in, in the top 10. <laughs> but uh, I do expect him to handle about – of this backfield, and that's Mm -hmm. still going to be valuable. Cleveland is still probably going to be a a run-heavy team going forward. So uh, Jerome Ford for me – and he's averaging over four yards after contact uh, for his career. Uh, So that's always something you like to see because Cleveland, they can run block. Again, tougher matchup, but uh, yeah,
0: like like Ford this week. Yeah, I saw somebody complaining about his, like, recent – or his, like, upcoming schedule for the next few games. I'm like – it doesn't matter. Like, he's he's going to be seeing a ton of touches. Um, I, I'm not too worried about Pierce Strong or Hassan Hall behind him. He could command, like, a similar role uh, as Nick Chubb in the meantime. I, I think they might call in, like, you know, Cream Hunt or maybe trade for Cam Akers, so maybe long-term. Jerome Ford might not be an RB2, but at least for this week, he's absolutely, like, a high-end RB2. I mean,
1: yeah, and also, Jerome Ford is better than Cam Akers, I think, and better than Cream Hunt. Oh, yeah, Kareem yeah, so, right. Uh, I mean, even if those guys come on, it might just still be for like a backup role. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, who you low on? Uh, so I'm low on Brees Hall um, against the Patriots. Uh, he's my RB37. I think ECR is still pretty high on him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he came crashing down to earth last week. He only ran the ball four times for nine yards. Uh, didn't see a catch. But the most concerning development for both, you know, Hall and Dalvin Cook was Michael Carter took over as the pass-catching back. Um, so Michael Carter took most of the third down work and all of the two minute offense. So that's that's just really bad news for Hall and Cook, who are now essentially splitting early down work on a Zach Wilson led offense. So that's that's just not going to be good for fantasy in the meantime. Obviously, Brees Hall talented enough to maybe break off a big run or two, but um, as of now, like he has to be treated as more of like a low end RB three flex, unless you know that was just a blip on the radar with Michael Carter's usage. So very low on Brees Hall this week. Uh, And I'm also low on Khalil Herbert, which I hate to say, because I I do love the talent Um, and I've conflicting thoughts on Herbert based on last week because, you know, Deontay Foreman was a healthy scratch, which didn't make this more of a two way committee. I mean, it was pretty much a split between Herbert and Roshan Johnson. Um, However, the the bears offense, like we mentioned with Justin Fields, just couldn't get anything going. So um, it's going to be tough to trust either back until this offense gets back on track. And, since this is going to probably be a trailing pass-heavy game script, I do lean towards Roshan this week because he has been more involved in the passing game. So um, uh, Khalil Herbert's out of my RB3 flex range, but going forward, he might, you know, move up because if this is a two-way backfield, you know, both of these backs might be able to provide some value going forward.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, Chicago's just a mess right now. The play is bad. They're going to be, you know, they're not, they're not getting leads. Everything's, Yep. not going to be converting on third downs. Everything's just bad. So, yeah, it's it's tough to trust anybody in that offense. Uh, for me, it's Jarek McKinnon, who I'm low on. He's RB41. This guy just hasn't been getting touches this year. Um, you know, he got one touch in the first game, and then he got four touches in week two. So now you're playing a, a team where you're a double-digit favorite uh, against the Bears. So this is not a McKinnon game script. So, I wouldn't even touch him as a a flex, even in a deeper league, if I could help it. He's my RB 50, about 10 spots lower uh, than ECR.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's not the ideal game script for him. And if if you don't like any rushing yards and three catches for 20 yards, by all (laughs) means, play Jerick McKinnon.
1: Yeah, I got his, I think it's under 700 and a half or something like that or for uh, his total yardage this season. So that's looking good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, okay, for the prop, we got to go to Brees Hall here. Uh, because this is this is ridiculously tough. Um, and, you know, I, I it, it, the the line isn't run blocking very well either. I mean, Brees Hall, that big run he had, you know, he had more yards after contact than I think he had total um, in that first game. Oof. So just not much before contact. Uh, 36 and a half rushing yards for Brees. Where are you going?
0: Oh, damn it. I have 35. Um, again, I'll, I'll lean. I'll lean under here. That's a good line, though. Yeah, I mean,
1: can, I, can't, I don't think you can really project them from more than nine no. carries right now. It's tough.
0: Um, nope. How many receptions have, do you have him for? That's the concern, in my opinion. Like, I, I can't give more than one and a half.
1: Yeah, I have him just over one catch. Um, <sighs> his, his, his usage brutal. went way down in the pass game. I don't know if that was you know, part of it. I know they were getting blown out, but, uh, you know, if he's going to come off the field on pass downs, and you're relying on, like, design screens and, and things right. like that.
0: Uh, he's the he uh, he's the talent. ultimate bet on talent RB three yeah. flex play I've ever seen in my entire life because the usage isn't there but the talent is.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 been up and down. I mean he saved his his, his uh line in week one with that big run. Yeah, but you, you saw the red flags because you know outside of that run you really, they, the whole run game really got nothing. So um, yeah, he's he definitely has proven he can break these big plays, but when they're not there, uh, and he got gas on that startable. right Yeah.
0: That should have been a touchdown, but he got gassed. It was like that Dobbins run last year where you knew he wasn't 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah. That happened a few times. I think uh, it happened to Ford. It happened to Mike Evans, I think. Like a lot of guys have been getting caught from behind uh, this year. (laughs) But, all right, so you're going under. All right. Uh, Wide receiver. Who you got? Top five.
0: Uh, So I have Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Keenan Allen, baby, number four. Uh, And then Stephon Diggs just my placeholder at wide receiver five every week.
1: (laughs) Yep. I got Jefferson Hill, Keenan Allen, third uh, CD lamb Lamb four, and, uh, and digs
0: five.
1: So uh, yeah, I know he was just cramping a little bit. I don't, I don't know where he is. uh, His toe was was
0: cramping, which isn't good. Like it it could be like a turf toe situation. Yeah. Um, Definitely something in a monitor. So I'm not, I'm not factoring that in yet. That's why he's uh, my wide receiver three, but are, are you downgrading a bit because of that? Yeah, just
1: um, just for now, just knocking. Yeah, the like, first game he played every snap. The second game he only played about just over seventy percent. So kind of taking mm-hmm. the average of those, having like high eighties in terms of snaps this week. Gotcha. Um, until we know more, so yeah, he's a little further down. I think he's like wide receiver eight for me. Uh,
0: who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Tutu Atwell. Uh, he's my wide receiver twenty eight. Uh, and you know Puka Nakua is getting all the love and rightfully so. I mean, what an incredible start. Uh, like I said, he's essentially. Cooper Cup plus right now. So, uh, you know, I, I have no reason to fade him really, but I, I just think Tutu's been under the radar because he's been solid too. You know, he ran 98% uh, of the routes last week. Uh, he's seen a 23% target rate this mm-hmm. season with the with an eight out of 14.6. So he's getting those valuable downfield targets uh, and just have to imagine defense will start putting extra resources and trying to slow down Puka, uh, which could free up Tutu even more. So, uh, of course, this is all coming at the expense of Tyler Higby. But uh, as of now, like I think, you know, Puka Niku is obviously a must start. But I think Tutu could be like a high-end wide receiver three right now. I, I think we can trust him at this point. Um, and the other guy I'm high on is a former Ram uh, and Josh Reynolds. Um, you know, he's my wide receiver at 37 right now. Uh, and last week I noticed I was like 20-plus spots higher than him, than ECR. But it, it seems, you know, he's the clear number two receiver for the Lions right now. He's, uh, you know, averaging an 80% routes run rate. He's seen a 20% target rate in both weeks now. Uh, he's had two big games now. And like we just mentioned, you know, Amon Ra could be dealing with a toe injury. If he's ruled out or limited in any way, you know, Josh Reynolds' projection is going to go up even more. So I think as of now, you, you could treat Josh Reynolds as a low-end wide receiver three. And even when Jamison Williams comes back, I don't think he's just going to get demoted. Like he could be what everybody had this imaginary Jamison Williams role being it's Josh Reynolds. So uh, I, I like him short-term obviously, and even long-term. Like I, I don't think Jamison Williams is going to command the number two role when he comes back. I think Josh Reynolds is playing well enough. He can, he can keep this job.
1: Yeah. Williams' best case scenario at this point is the, the number three. And that even that is pushing it based on what we've seen out of him so far. Right. Um, right. Because I mean, Jones hasn't done anything, so he could jump him, but you know, Raymond I mean, I don't know if Jameson's better than Khalif Raymond, <laughs> you know, for what they – I mean, for what they give the team in terms of the speed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah so uh, Marv, jumping Marvin Jones would be his best shot, and that would be the, the third. Which isn't
0: saying much at this point. No,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, and I agree. I got Tutu. He's In early projections, Tutu is my wide receiver 19, so uh, I mean, oh, higher man. than you. Uh, and, yeah, I totally agree on Reynolds as well. Uh, I think people just don't really – aren't really noticing that he's that – that you know one of those top receivers for the lions and he's kind of separated from from all those other guys marvin and, and raymond and whatnot uh for me i'm high on uh, puka Nakua. first of all he's still the wide receiver 14 in ecr i have him wide receiver nine uh and i mean there's a case he should be wide receiver like two <laughs> or three. yeah but yeah you know this guy uh-huh. is just and we've and this is you know it's not just about it, it is about puka but it's also about you know, this offense and Sean McVay and Stafford, because we saw Cooper cup go from like a very good receiver to a guy that was like weed the league in uh, catches every year. And now Puka, you know, first week, 10 catches on 15 targets, second week, 15 catches on 20 targets. That's Cooper cup numbers. They're using them just mm-hmm. like Cooper cup. Uh, so, you know, we would have Cooper cup ranked like one or two every week. So I think Puka deserves to be in the top 10 uh, already and, uh, and, and potentially even higher than that. And I also am high on Zay Flowers. He's my wide receiver 18. He's a wide receiver 30 in ECR. Uh, Really like what I've seen out of Zay Flowers, who he was always the guy for me, I thought, you know, rookie-wise. And I'm mad I didn't, uh, wasn't Nakua, but I I do like, I did like Flowers as a guy who I thought could, you know, produce right away. He's playing 90% of the snaps. He's been targeted on 24% of his routes, and he's getting a carry or two. Uh, Each game, so I really like Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham got banged up, so we'll see. Mm, Yeah, you know he could be hurt, and but also this Baltimore team, you know they're they're gonna they're they're playing a little more wide open on and and spread on offense. So um, you know I know Mark Andrews is back, but I don't think that's really going to affect Flowers. He's clearly ahead of uh, Bateman and Aguilar and all these other guys as well. So uh, I really like uh, really like Flowers. I think he's going to continue to uh, to show out.
0: Yeah, Puka. I mean. I don't have him that high, uh, but he's going to be my player prop. So we'll dive in on that later. But just projecting him right now is fascinating because it's like he almost can't set his projection high enough. But there, there is a limit, and we'll try to get that in our player prop segment. All right, who are you low on? Um, I, so I'm low on T Higgins. Um, you know, he's my wide receiver 32 right now. That's that's where I feel comfortable putting him. If Burrow's out, but you know, the entire Bengals offense takes a massive hit. If Burrow is out uh, and Jake Browning's under center, I think Higgins probably takes the biggest hit. Um, and maybe in like the wide receiver three sit start discussion. Like I think a lot of people are going to be asking, should I play him this week? Um, but he, you know, he has a high A 14, uh point 14.1 this year. So I would imagine the Bengals don't want, you know, Browning pushing the ball downfield. Uh, they're, they're probably going to figure out ways to uh, get the ball in Jamar Chase's hands uh, probably. And then, uh, you know, I'm guessing probably Target Tyler Boyd, Irv Smith underneath a little bit more than Higgins. So I, I'm very concerned about Higgins' value this week. Uh, again, he's my wide receiver 32, uh, and Terry McCorn, uh He's my wide receiver 33. Bounced back with a with a pretty solid week too. He caught five passes for 54 yards and a tutty, but uh, that all came in Sam Hill's career best game, throwing for nearly 300 yards. Uh, we probably can't bank on this offense. You know, throwing for more than 250 yards most weeks. So. Um, when you look at McCorn's underlying usage, it wasn't great. Uh, he's still under an 80% routes run rate. So I have to wonder if he's not a hundred percent from the toe injury yet. Uh, and he only has a 70, 17% target rate on this season. So I think you could still argue Jahan Dotson might be the more valuable receiver going forward. It's too early to say, but, um, I, I don't think, you know, Terry McCorn is just the alpha in this offense as he used to be. Um, so I'm a little bit lower on him. I, I still think he's like a low end wide receiver three, but, you know, temper expectations based on last week's game.
1: Yeah. I have both of them. Uh, well, outside, like not even wide receiver threes. Uh, mm. Buffalo has been excellent against wide receivers. The third fewest yards through two weeks. Uh, so Dotson is also a guy I'm well, and like both of them oh, and yeah. Mark I have, you know, outside that, that wide receiver three range. Right. Uh, I would prefer, you know, even in 12 teamers uh, to go elsewhere and, you know, in, a, in, in, what's a tough matchup and still don't think we know enough about how to, to kind of confidently project, that he's going to throw for a ton of yards each and every week. So yeah, tough, tough matchup this week, but I agree with McQuarran too. And, and Dotson is, you know, playing more snaps than McLaurin. So, yep. um, but McQuarran did have a nasty touchdown catch. So that oh, that's a catches.
0: phenomenal receiver. Yeah. Don't get me twisted. Yeah. <laughs> but they're both, they're both legit.
1: Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So hit me with the prop.
0: Okay. So we're, we're going to do Puka Nakua's total receptions. Uh, this is like impossible for me to set. Uh, I think, Five and a half would be too low at this point, and I think six and a half like might be fair, but that's insane. So I, I'm gonna just set it at six on the dot.
1: Over, I mean, he's got okay. 15 and
0: 10. I mean, like, I, <laughs> no, it, I know, it's, <laughs> like
1: it's over. Like, I don't, you could have probably gone into like you could have probably been dumped uh, 10 and a half before I even thought
0: about doing <laughs> that. That's fair enough. I mean, yeah. what do you think his prop will be like six and a half? Then maybe six and a half under minus 130, something like that.
1: Yes. Potentially up to seven and a half. I mean, it's yeah. it's tough. You know, it's
0: and defenses it's, have to start scheming up to slow them down though, no?
1: Yeah. But I mean it's just really, you know, when they against zone defenses, that it's like you can only scheme so much. Now, if you want to go man coverage, then that could change some things. But um, you know, it, the NFL plays majority zone, right? And that's why Cooper yeah. Cup every week, like you go you knew he was getting the ball. Just couldn't slow him down. So yeah, right. I think Cook is gonna kinda of be the same. His his A dot is um it's under ten yards, I believe. It's like nine point three. So he's getting, you know, those high percentage, yeah, high percentage looks like Tutu, he's probably a little more volatile week to week just because he's going you know a little more downfield with it. Uh but yeah, I mean Puka's Cooper Cup <laughs> until proven otherwise at this point. Yeah. That's it's it's a mix of talent and and uh and being in this offense and cup and being out. It'll be interesting when Cup gets back. That's oh yeah, that's, that's gonna be interesting. Be,
0: yes. Yeah. And does Tyler Higby have any hope right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, he kind of <laughs> is what he is. You know, he'll catch you know probably three to five balls most yeah. weeks. Uh, will he get in the end zone? That's that's right. that's what will determine his value. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tight end. we top five?
0: Um, seems pretty normal this week, finally. But I have Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, and Dallas Goddard.
1: going I have Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller, Kittle. So,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. I have those guys uh, right yeah. there, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think Waller, you know, with, with Saquon out. And going against like a pretty zone yeah. D. I mean, the only thing is they have good linebackers and safeties, but I mean somebody's gotta catch that <laughs> ball, catch the ball yeah. um, for the Giants. But uh who are you high on?
0: Uh believe it or not, I'm high on Dalton Schultz. Uh he's my tight end thirteen. Um but you know, he bounced back with a solid week two, caught four passes for thirty-four yards. Um he saw his routes run rate. Fall a bit, you know, it, it's down to 70%, but we'll take a tight end, you know, averaging around 80% uh, routes run rate. Uh, but more importantly, he he saw his target rate jump up to 18%, which is what I had projected for him going into the season. But the the Texans offense itself looks to be just more pass heavy and fast paced than I think we anticipated. So, uh, you know, CJ Stroud almost threw for 400 yards. I, I don't <laughs> know if we could bank on that. Most weeks or again the rest of the season, but e- either way, I think we do need to bump up the passing offense in general um and Schultz could benefit from that so again, he's not like a sexy play by all means, but I think he's back up to that high end uh tight end two status now
1: yeah uh i still I still have him a little lower I have him tight end nineteen so I'm probably more line um I do have him for thirty four yards with the exact amount he had last week uh, yeah but yeah i'm I'm higher on like the the receivers seem to be getting some love like yeah. Robert Woods even is, you know, playing a little better than expected. Tank Dell, uh, love to see it. And, uh, and Nico's yeah.
0: balling out too. So, yeah, Nico's doing good too. But yeah, yeah, I have, I have 0.3 points separating my tight end 12 to my tight end 20.
1: <laughs> it just kind of right.
0: defines the state of the tight end two uh, right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It, it really is tough. Um, I am high on Sam Laporta. Have, he's my tight end six. Uh, he's tight end oh, nine man. in ECR. Love it. Um, and, Really, it comes down to snaps. You know, he's been playing uh, just over eighty percent of the snaps, and you know that's for a tight end. That that's excellent. And he's caught five balls in each of the first two games. Uh, Sixty-three yards last game, thirty-nine yards in, in week one. So uh, he's averaging you know five catches for just over fifty yards. He hasn't gotten to the end zone yet. I think that'll come. That'll be coming soon. So uh, yeah, uh, there's not many tight ends I, I see that are more reliable. Uh, than Laporta, uh, just based on his usage. And another guy uh, who kind of is flying under the radar, Zach Ertz is kind of just back (laughs) to being Zach Ertz. Uh, I know he's coming off the injury, but they've been using him uh, over 80% of the, of the past snaps as well, 83% through two weeks. So he's my tight end number 10. He's a tight end 18 in ECR. And this is a game where you do expect Arizona to get down against the Cowboys and have to throw it. And you know how tough it is to throw on the outside against the Cowboys with Gilmore and Diggs and those mm-hmm. guys. So uh, I think Ertz could have another high-volume week.
0: Yeah, no, that that's been pretty crazy to see because, you know, they spent that second-round pick on Trey McBride last year. And my comp for McBride was like a lesser version of Dallas Goddard. Uh, he does have a ton of upside. So it's been kind of weird that they're just rolling Zach Ertz out there as like the lead tight end. But, yeah, I noticed that too. Like he's definitely in play as like a high-end tight end too right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd I, I start him. I, mean, I think he's a tight yeah. end tight like, end. Because, like, I see, you know, there's like these like Fryer Moose and Njoku's and like these guys are in offenses that just are like ee. Whereas, like, Ertz is in a terrible offense, but, like, he's – He's the, like, he's the number one guy in this offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, number two like, at worst.
0: At yeah, worst. I
1: mean, yeah. It's, uh, technically, Brown should be the number one, but just because of the way volume works, you know, Brown sure. is doing a little more down the field. Ertz is probably, Ertz, if he stays healthy, I would I would say Ertz leads him in catches, right? Not yeah. Maybe not yards, but definitely catches. Right. Uh,
0: who are you allowing? Oh boy, man. I am low on Gerald Everett. Let me tell you, um, he's you my, he, he looked good too, but well, yeah, he's, he's talented. Don't not get me playing. wrong, but not playing in yeah, the you kind of need to be on the field to get, you know, projected receptions in my model. So that's not good because, you know, last season he benefited a ton from just Keenan Allen and Mike Williams missing a ton of time, but also Donald Parham was, you know, out for, I, I think like 10 plus games. So, Parham has been eating into his role so far, Um, and this week it was more of a three-way committee. Stone Smart uh, was mixing in more, so Everett only had a 34% routes run rate. I don't know if that was injury-related. That would make sense if it was, but I haven't seen anything, so that is very, very bad news for Gerald Everett. Um, There's no way he could provide tight end two numbers with that kind of usage, so... Um, we'll see. I, I think it could bounce back to 50, 60% this week, but either way, you just cannot trust him right now. There's way better options. Again, if Zach Zach Ertz is available and you're hanging on a Gerald Everett, you know, drop him immediately. Um, but yeah, like way down on Gerald Everett this week.
1: Uh, yeah. It's, you know, Parham him and him, it's a 3% difference in terms of the routes uh, per, per right. drop back, you know, 44 to 41% through two weeks. Not great. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Jake Ferguson. He's still the tight end, fifteen in ECR, and you know we had high hopes for him. Thought he was going to take over that Schultz role, but the Cowboys just don't seem to be involving the tight end uh, mm-hmm. too much in their offense. Through two weeks, Ferguson has run around on fifty percent of the dropbacks. Hender shot thirty three percent, and Schoonmaker nine percent. So you know, at fifty percent uh, routes run rate, that's he's my tight end thirty one here Uh, um you know it's just this is the cd lamb show and you know if he couldn't really do anything with with cooks out last week and cooks could still be out but uh you know it's kind of clear the cowboys what they're going to do they're going to get like their guys turpin and and and, and tober and those guys involved i think if um you know if if cooks is is missing that's that's what it seems like at least so yeah ferguson way down for
0: me yeah that's that's a good call and he he bailed people out with that touchdown um but also uh, on the other so, I, like, Schoonmaker scored a touchdown too. He's starting to see more playing time. I'd be worried about him potentially just seeing more playing time going forward because he is a rookie and he he missed a ton of camp with that foot injury. So, uh, this could turn into an ugly three-way committee uh, real fast. All right,
1: tight end. Let's go with let's go with Sam Balcorta because I think that's that's an interesting one. Uh, you know. For him being, is he going to be a fringe tight end one or is he going to be a must start? <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's going to be a debate. Uh, I, I have him as a must start. So I'm going to put his receiving yardage over under at 39 and a half, a half a, a, half a yard higher than his season low.
0: I wrote down 38 and a half for proof right there. <laughs> um, nice. I don't, I do not, I do not want to be <laughs> betting against Sam Laporte at any point. <laughs> So you know I'm gonna have to go over here.
1: Okay, okay. I, I, did, think, I, I should have rated higher. I you under You have to know
0: who you're talking to here. Yeah, and I, I, I think that I I would have said Kincaid would probably still um, outproduce him in fantasy this year, but at this point, it's Sam Laporta is the top rookie tight end in fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, Kincaid's you know splitting work with Dawson Knox. and Laporta has just. I, I mean, the usage is good. He's looked great. Uh, I knew he was going to be good, but they they drafted him to catch passes. He's not blocking. Yeah. That's not his thing. So, yeah, no, he's looked solid. I, I want to continue investing in him. Great line, by the way, but I'll, I'll take the over.
1: All right. All right. So, we got, got at least I got you to take an over. Uh, always. Yeah. <laughs> but I, not the guy <laughs> that, might be, that might you want you to take prop. the over on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. What is he? He yeah. He's block, he's had eight pass blocking snaps through two weeks. Five in week one, three last week. So, uh, and he's he's actually graded out very highly as a pass blocker. Oh, wow. Uh, it, <laughs> That's it, interesting. Uh, run blocking, he's been solid. Uh, but mm. yeah, he's had forty six run blocking snaps. So he's just a, every down tight end at this point. It's not yeah. You know he's just doing it all. Uh, so like it like it. Uh, and this is that time of year where I think, you know, like some of the like consensus is going to be down or on the rookies, just kind of easing them into the rankings. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, you know, this week I would say, you know, if you have a rookie that's been playing well or you, if they're available. Like, you know, don't hesitate to start flowers, Puka, uh, LaPorta guys like that, because yeah. you know, this, this is two, three weeks. They'll be just, it'll be normal yeah. but right now. I think a lot of people are kind of still easing them in. Uh, All right, that is going to do it for our Week 3 NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out right now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. That's where we uh, dive into the Thursday Night Football slate and the main DFS slate and and build some lineups. Uh, And If you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here. On the Action Network pod, also be sure to check out our contest on the Favorites podcast, and uh, hit up actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content. Fantasywaps.com for our DFS tools and models. Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles. The award-winning free Action Network app. Until next time, we'll get your fish money.